0: Reading now from the Gospel according to John. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to town to buy food. With, and the well is deep, where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and flocks and herds? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go back and call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you are with now is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. "'Sir,' the woman said, "'I can see that you are a prophet. "'Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, "'but you Jews claim that the place to worship is in Jerusalem.'" Jesus declared, "'Believe me, woman, a time is coming "'when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. "'You Samaritans worship what you do not know. "'We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. "'Yet a time is coming and has now come.'" when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. May God add a blessing to the hearing, understanding, and living of his holy word. You may not remember because it's been so many verses since when I began this whole thing, but John tells us that Jesus had been in Judea and was now traveling north to Galilee. Judea is the area where Jerusalem is. Galilee is the area of Nazareth and in the lake where he kind of spent his first years of ministry. And so J- John is letting us know that Jesus is going back basically home. But one thing he points out is that Jesus went through Samaria. We know of at least two times based on the gospel when Jesus took the route through Samaria. But more often he seems to have, and, and Jews would have, taken a different route, the, the Jordan River route. It's a it's little less direct, a little less difficult. It's a lot more popular. There's a map to show us a little bit about that. So as you can see, down towards the bottom of the map, Jerusalem is labeled where the red and blue arrows are pointing. The red route, the blue route, those go through the Jordan River Valley, which uh, for some reason is gray on this map, but is a, you know, kind of lush area near the River, and then there's some wilderness that surrounds the outskirts of it. And then you get some of the green on the map. The yellow line goes through the roughest part, the, the mountains that are a little more difficult to traverse. You can see from the purple and the red lines that it's more uh, mileage to get from Galilee up top down to Jerusalem or back than the yellow. It's a shorter route to go through the yellow. Not only would Jews have preferred the Jordan River route because it was not through the mountains and because it was near the river and gave them some of the uh, lushness that would have been right there at the river's edge, they also preferred it because they did not have to go through Samaria when they traveled. Now, if you grew up hearing about the Good Samaritan, you may not really understand why in the world they would want so badly to avoid Samaria that they would go more miles But if you grew up hearing that story and realizing that the shock of it is not that a stranger would help somebody he did not know. The shock in the Good Samaritan story is that Jesus could call a Samaritan good. Then you might have a sense of what I'm talking about. If we go back from before Jesus, about 750 years before he talked about this Good Samaritan and we can get a sense of where we come to this situation. The Syrians had come in and taken over the northern kingdom of Israel. And in the process, they took captive the Jews who were living in that part of the kingdom. And many of them were taken as slaves back to Assyria, but some remained in the northern kingdom in the, what is now the area of Samaria. And those who remained were forced either to were either forced to marry an Assyrian or Assyrians who came there, or they decided, you know, it's probably helpful for me to marry some of these Assyrians, and so they did that. However it happened, by force or by choice, the Jewish people living in the Samaria area married these Assyrians, and they became what the other Jews thought of as a new race, a half-mixed race, a part Jew part Assyrian, and as time went on, increasingly despicable. Samaritans. The Jews saw the Samaritans as sellouts, as corrupted, as participants in a heretical, pagan-influenced religion. And so the Samaritans, they saw Mount Gerizim in their land as the place where you should go to worship, not Jerusalem. And the Jews disagreed. The Samaritans, they had their own version of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, which were slightly different than the Jewish versions. But then, when it came to the prophets and the other writings of what we call the Old Testament, the Samaritans didn't, didn't have those. The Jews disapproved. The Samaritans rejected the Levitical priesthood that the Jews had held as such, in such high regard. That frustrated the Jews. When it was time that the Jewish people were allowed to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild their temple there, there were some Samaritans who sabotaged their work, who tried to prevent them from being able to go back and do this, that the Jewish people didn't appreciate that. On and on, these kind of things happened for centuries, this growing hostility between the Jewish people and the Samaritan people, such that when Jesus called a Samaritan good, His audience either spit out what they were drinking because they were so shocked by it or spit on the ground because they were so disgusted by it. I hope that gives you a better sense as to why most Jewish people, when given a choice, took the longer route through the Jordan River in order to avoid going through Samaria. And when they didn't have a choice, They held their nose and went through as quickly as they could. Then there's Jesus. Who chose to go through Samaria. Well, actually, the Gospel of John presents it a little bit differently than that. Jesus, according to John's Gospel, had to go through Samaria. Now, I'm going to tell you that is not because the border crossings were closed or the bridges were out. He didn't have to go through Samaria because he had a a hair appointment that he had to get to in time. Jesus had to go through Samaria because he had to send his followers, us, a different message. It seems that 750 years of despising others because their ancestors have been taken as wives or because their ancestors made compromising decisions, 750 years of despising them for that was enough. Though our histories and our desire to nurture prejudices put us at odds, Jesus showed up to say there's another way. He showed up to help us to recalculate. To lead us down a different path. I have a friend in his 70s, late 70s. He grew up in the segregated South. His family had a lot of money. He had opportunities to to do things that were pretty exclusive. He had every option in the world to keep himself enclosed, sequestered, kept away from things that he didn't want to deal with. And and he could have followed his parents' footsteps right along the way that he'd been brought up. In some notable ways, he did follow their path, and then certainly those early influences left their mark. But he also sought out some other influences in his life, and, and those sent him in a different direction. My friend's a very curious person. He likes to explore. He likes to see new things. He thinks a lot about human nature and tries to figure out ways that he can make a positive influence as he understands it on the world. And without his background, I'll tell you that some 20 years ago, I found myself sitting in the passenger seat of his Crown Vic, riding through some of the rougher parts of Colombia. Now, thankfully, my friend... Big, broad-shouldered guy and bald, and there we are in a Crown Vic. So everywhere we went, people thought we were police officers. He reminded me of that to give me some comfort as we went through these neighborhoods. As we left one, he said, now, did you notice we came in one way and are going out the other? I hadn't. I just thought we were driving around. He explained, if you go two ways, you see twice as much. I think about that when I'm making decisions about what route to take. I Also think about where he took me. While it's tempting to just drive through neighborhoods similar to the ones that I grew up in and have lived in, he wanted me to see something else is out there. To see twice as much.
1: The reason we were
0: riding together in the car that day is he was showing me his latest project, the thing that was really on his mind and heart. He he was much more interested in what we were seeing that day than he was his real estate company. Look at that, he'd say, and he'd point to a house. They got an honorable mention in the Yard of the Week contest. That puts a sign in their yard, and they got a $10 certificate, which, by the way, is a lot more money than they put into their yard enhancement. You see that house beside her, no prize, still working. But the neighbor's success has motivated the people who live in that house to go out there and do the things that they can do to make their yard look better. And I guarantee you, he said that if their yard is looking better than the inside of their house is looking better. And if the inside of the house and the yard are looking better, then I guarantee you the people who live in that house are doing better, feeling better. Their life is getting better for $10, he said. One sign, two houses getting raised up by what we're up to with this Yard of the Week contest. Most of the residents of that neighborhood were people that my friend would not have spent any time with growing up. He could have spent his entire life having never once gone into those neighborhoods. He certainly did not have to pull up in their driveway, get out of the car, introduce himself, invite them to be part of this Yard of the Week contest. He didn't have to, to support it. Now, I'll tell you honestly, not all of the story is, is good. There's some complicated racial stuff involved in it. But one of the great messages to me is there we were finding ourselves knocking on the door of someone that he had met and being invited in by someone who could have said no way to people who look like us. She invited us in, sat us down. We had a beautiful conversation about what her life is like. All because he was willing to go into a neighborhood that he could have chosen to avoid and she was willing to let people like us go into her home. And as we had that conversation, we recognized that the differences that people would use, the, people, the differences that people do use to try to keep people like us apart were fading away quickly. When you know more things about people, you start to realize the more you have in common. Reminds me when I was in college, I found myself in Turkey and had gone to this uh area where there were mineral mineral springs i got off the bus to go see the mineral springs and there was another guy about my age he was getting off what brought him there and we're walking up to the mineral springs he says hello i say hello we start to chat we end up spending the whole day together and as we talk we realize that he a young man from china me a young man from the united states both had younger sisters we both talked about how we worried about some of the things their lives were like and we had hopes about what their life could be like and when we shared that and we shared more about what our home life was like and what our school life was like and what we aspirations we had for our lives and we talked and we realized different countries different forms of government different ethnic appearances and a whole lot in common jesus john said had to go through Samaria. But it's not because there was no other route to get from Jerusalem to the Galilee. He had to go because part of Jesus' job when he walked around in our dust was to show us a different way. We can always take the familiar road, the safer route, the more comfortable path, or we can go two ways and see twice as much. We've been, we, can, we can meet someone that we have been taught is particularly other and then realize that some of those distinctions are real, but there's also a lot that's in common. We can begin to realize that, that part of what made a real easy judgment on them gets erased when we get to know them, more of their story. More of what's going on in their life. And sometimes we've been a little unfair watching from afar what we think their world is like. Or maybe we'll learn as we spend time with them that our prejudices were right about that person. Which helps us make some distinctions between being prejudiced against an entire group of people. Versus finding out something true about an individual. Jesus could have chosen a route that avoided the Samaritans. He could have passed by that Samaritan woman as though she was not there. He could have done almost anything other than what he actually did that day in Sychar. And it would have been not only uh, accepted, it would have been approved of by the people around Jesus in his day. That Jesus engaged a woman at the well in the middle of the day was shocking. That he asked her to help him was astonishing. That Jesus is willing to say your people's ideas about God and the way things in the faith work are not quite right, but my people and what we think we know about God is also being reformulated. That he could say that was incredible. And yet each of those statements and the conversations that they led to put Jesus in a place where he could say to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, I am he, the Messiah. I don't want us to miss that. Jesus choosing to go a different route than what everybody expected him to take Put him in a place to talk with someone who by every account in their day was other. His own humility gave her a power that even her own Samaritan village people would not give her. He told her he needed her help. People don't tell Samaritan women at the well in the middle of the day that. He showed her his own vulnerability by, by asking for assistance, and that opened her up to show hers so that they could be in a place to have a conversation about this, her life situation and what she was involved in. The more comfortable they became with each other, the more they shared, and the more they could get to that place where he could say to her, A day is coming and is now here when people will worship God in spirit and in truth. And then she and many others from her village were told, accepted that he was the Messiah and worshipped him. All of that. Again, because Jesus was willing to take a route that others would rather he not. All of that happened because Jesus offered an invitation to someone who his own disciples would rather he never speak to. Most of the time, it seems, Jesus took the route that most of the Jews would have taken the Jordan River Valley route. But that day, he went through Samaria. And for those Samaritans, that made all the difference. Perhaps those of us who want to follow Jesus, whatever his route, Whoever that means will end up with. Will follow suit. Let us pray.